재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 I always get a little excited when I hear that theme music because it means that the ladies from BootyKitchen.com have brought me something to try out here in the studio. It's our little segment called Local Eats, and Booty Kitchen is a blog run by Sonia Swanson and Chef Chong So-young. They gallivant all around Korea exploring local seasonal Korean ingredients, and they blog it all. If you want to find that online, you can search for BBURIKitchen.com. Sonia So-young, welcome to the studio once again. Good morning. Good morning. I see you've brought me uh, bags of green, flat, leafy things, um, and uh, it, it, it's not it's not dollars. But, no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's man one. <laughs> no, no. Okay, so um, this, I, I recognize this well enough. Mm-hmm. We actually, mm-hmm. I actually have in my neighborhood a guy that uh, prepares this. Just a little kim shop, seaweed shop. These are oh. uh, squares of dried seaweed, and I always thought kim was kim, but I guess you're going to educate me that uh, there are different varieties <laughs> of kim, right? There's so much more to kim than you could ever imagine. <laughs> could, I'm just scratching the surface in my uh-huh. knowledge of kim. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm just used to those little tiny packs that you buy in stores in the little squares and you open it up and you, know, you kind of chuck it in your soup or you wrap your rice in it, that kind of thing. Um, what else uh, should I know about kim, Sonia? Well, kim actually refers to not just the dried sheets of seaweed, but also to the species, actually, the, the variety of seaweed that actually grows out in the oceans around the southern coast of Korea, around, along the coast of Korea. Um, it refers to a red algae in the Porphyra genus. Mm. It uh, actually grows all over the world in the Pacific and Indian Oceans. And it's actually also sometimes called laver in English because um, it's actually also commonly eaten in Wales and Ireland. Do they? Did they eat it up there? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that either. I never okay. seen. <laughs> so, but but Kim, the literal translation is, is seaweed, right? Or do I have that roughly it's- right? One type of seaweed. One type of seaweed. Mm-hmm. Kim, of course, I hear Kim and I think of the, the most common name in Korea. Every, you know, I said in the introduction, every fourth person or so is named Kim. <laughs> That's right, right, Sayang. We have a mm-hmm. connection to that, actually. Yeah. So, uh-huh. mm-hmm. But uh-huh. funny you mentioned that because Sayang told me a story recently. Um, apparently, Kim actually is named after a person named Kim. Ah. <laughs> Their mm-hmm. family named yes. Kim. Okay. Uh-huh. It's named after Kim. What did he do? Did he discover how to eat seaweed, or why is why did he get that honor? Well, this was back like hundreds of years ago, around like the 1600s. Um, this guy named Kim Yoik, um, he lived in South Chola province. And um, he was, I guess, a nobleman who was, was after the war, decided to go live on this island. And mm. then while he was there, came up with better ways of like harvesting Kim mm. and um, kind of distributed that practice around the area. So then this Kim or seaweed comes up to the king's table at one point, the, the seaweed, not uh-huh. the person. Yeah. Um, and this king is eating it. And he's like, wow, this is delicious. And and he asks the people around him, so what is this stuff? And no one has a good name for it. No one has an answer. <laughs> and they just said, well, it's, you know, this uh, Mr. Kim so-and-so kind of sent this up here. And so he says, the king says, well, we'll call this Kim from henceforth. <laughs> <laughs> Once you impress the king, you've earned your place in history. So now we call that stuff Kim. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I would have never thought it was a Mr. Kim. I always thought that there was some complex reason why, you know, Kim was short for something else that meant dried or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it means these kinds of, you know, dried seaweed sheets. Is it only the dried kind or can it be different kinds of seaweed? Um, no, um, 
uh, in the, during the winter time, uh, as we talked last time, uh, we call it kim uh, as a mulgim for the fresh uh, seaweed. Okay. Fresh kim. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then you put on the mulgim, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you can get kim round, you know, around the year, or is it seasonal? Mm, I think the best season is for the winter. Winter. Yeah. Okay. Winter so we're season. just starting to exit kim season now. Uh huh. Yeah. It's a kind of an you know, ending season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah we, and as you mentioned, we talked about winter seaweeds a few weeks ago. I, oh yeah. Now I remember you brought me those those different kinds. One was a little bit like hair, and one was a little bit like sort of leaves. Yes. And one, yeah. All different colors too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we we're trying to do it, you know, a little earlier. But it was so hard to you know, schedule with the farmers. Yeah. to visit the farm. So well, we might um, as well, yeah. you know, keep it mm-hmm. seasonal. Mm-hmm. Um, and the you you had these very finely textured things. This nisengi. Yeah, nisengi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and Kim was the dark one. Do you remember? It was the very dark. The very dark, almost uh-huh. black, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And the most uh, big. Uh, Big, uh, big size mm. among them, you know, the most tougher one, texture-wise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the sheets you've brought in here, they look almost blackish, but when you start to dry these sheets out, they are kind of green, right? Yeah, when you roast it, when it is, when you add heat, you know, ah, to that. Right. I think all kinds of seaweed, it's a, it happens the same. When you add heat, then, you know, it changes the color. And it's super, super thin. Oh yeah, actually, mm-hmm. kim is. If you just look up a pick up a piece of kim, you can almost see through it because kim, like, actually is just about one or two cell wide. Wow. Or, or wide, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like uh, it's got lots of little holes in it, like Swiss cheese, but uh, mm-hmm. it's almost translucent in other parts. And mm-hmm. I can see you. You've pulled out a, a sheet of kim for me now, and I can see. Mostly the surface is sort of a brownish black where the heat penetrated it, but uh, I can also see some bright green spots which uh, maybe didn't get quite as roasted, right? Um, we will go through again, but it has so much hole, especially because it's a kind of you know torgim. So, but we will go through again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I look at this, uh, what, what kind of things would I be thinking of making? Oh, you can um, if it's a fresh. A fresh kim, then you can make a salad, mm-hmm. and then uh, um, also you can make a kimko. But um, those are the most you know, common ways to eat it in Korea. But uh, we went down to a kim farm in Wando and learned an interesting new way to eat it: kimjeon, the savory kim pancakes. I never had it. Kimjeon, please tell me you made me some of those this morning. <laughs> oh my god, that was so good! It was delicious. Do I, do I get kimjeon this morning? I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> You can't be tempting me like that. If you say it, you got to make it. Anyway, I've got to, yeah. Uh, Uh Anyway, I guess I get to chew on some dried kim, so uh, (laughs) that's not too bad. Uh So you, um, what's a kim ton like? I guess it's kind of salty, right? Uh, It was, um, you, we freshly, uh, we went to the sea and they freshly picked it. And then you make a mix with a little bit of just a flour and just one or two eggs. And it was just amazing because kim naturally has, you know, so much, you know, umami flavor. You know, kamchemad already. So it was really savory pancake, right, Sonia? It was so good. <laughs> and and uh, let me just clarify: Are you tossing in the dry kim to the chon or the undried kim, the fresh? Undried, very okay, fresh. Okay, so it's fresh. Mm-hmm. Got it. We, we we had kim that had been picked like within the hour. <laughs> so texture-wise, it's almost like a kimchi chon, right? Because you got a little crunchiness going on. Not crunch, but it's a, the fresh game is very like a chewy, chewy. texture. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And okay. usually the this dried uh, shit of game, people you know chop it very finely right. and then they spread and dry. So the the original the fresh game was amazingly chewy. It's like a big like little 
Um, yeah, peace. So, uh, when when shall I expect for you to make me this uh, Kim Jong Chef? Uh, I'm sorry, we have to wait until another season. You know, the next year. <laughs> I missed the window. Make, on the... Yeah, because we are missing winter. Oh man! Well, I'll I'll take that though. I'll trade winter and uh, okay. next year. Next year, I want a Kim Jong with the fresh stuff. What we've got here in the studio today is the dried stuff. So let's kind of <laughs> drill down into the the dried type of Kim. Uh, what kind of? Uh, I mean, you said there were many kinds, right? Mm-hmm. I always assumed there was. Eh, one or two, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, when, we, when you say many, how many? Um, there are more than 200 different kinds of gim based on the species or the method of preparation. But in Korea, mostly people talk about jere uh, gim, dol gim, pare gim, and kimbap gim. I think you've heard about those for Well, I've gim. definitely heard of kimbap gim. That's, that's mm-hmm. very clear. That's mm-hmm. uh, what every sort of, you know, fast food kimbap place, they're, they're wrapping up kimbaps yes. in that. Mm-hmm. And uh, is that what you've brought me here, this dried thing? That you, no, no, that's no. not kimbap okay. gim. Okay, okay. so let me, let me go from jere gim, or jere uh, gim is a traditional gim. Um, um, and it is made up, you know, 방사무늬 계열김, also known as profira something. Sorry. Do you want to try that Latin pronunciation, uh, Sonia? Just know that the Kim are all in the Porphyra family. Porphyra so, family. Um, uh-huh. Okay, and this is one of those. But... This is your cocktail party chatter. When the kimbap comes out, you get to impress people by saying, oh, well, this is from the Porphyra family. Oh, sorry, genus. Pardon Porphyra me. genus. <laughs> Biologists are lighting up the switchboard now. Okay. Anyway, I think, you know, people describe it depends on how it looks like, you know, depends on the shape. So anyway, you know, uh, the jaregim is made of 방사무늬 계열김, which looks like, you know, round shape. And people in Korea lightly roast this game, and you can dip it in, you know, 간장 soy sauce and eat with rice. Yeah. And I think that isn't the most common game in Korea. Like, you know, uh, if you go, you right. know what is the lunch box? I've, you know? I've got mm-hmm. one of these square little packets. I think uh-huh. almost everybody's opened up one of these. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's in a little plastic tray. You bring uh-huh. it out, and you can take those little squares and wrap your rice in it yeah. or whatever. Most of the those, you know, little square game is uh, made with jere gim. Jere gim. Traditional gim. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. And the second one is this dol gim. It's a dol gim. Uh, direct uh, translation is stone gim. Okay. Um, which got its name because it's uh, because in the wild it grows on stones in the sea. Ah. Uh-huh. And, but these days, you know, it is also farm grown. And the farm that we visited was growing this kind of game. And if you get if you get game that is 100% dol gim, it has a very unique, you know, rough texture. Look at look at this. It's yeah. very, you know, very rough. It's think, mm-hmm. got almost a, a bit of a sandpapery kind of yeah. Uh, yeah. edge to it. Compared compare to this, you know, yeah. with the jere gim. All right. So the jere mm-hmm. gim I'm holding up, it's very translucent, as you said before. That's roasted. Yep, both are roasted, right? No, this is unroasted. Oh, okay. So the uh-huh. dul kim, mm-hmm. the stone kim is roasted and it's... Dis- Un- unroasted. Uh-huh. You said it's unroasted. Yeah, it's unroasted. Just dried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. just dried. But um, today, especially, we got this one because we found this uh, the dul kim from Jeju market, uh, local market, and then I found out this uh, quality of kim is amazing. Really? You, you can taste it. Just a taste it. It's very sweet as itself. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And if you can take a bite, after you take a bite of the tolgim, take a bite of the cheregim as well and compare the texture. Yeah. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. here's tolgim. Mm-hmm. It's quite almost tough to tear, right? It's yeah, it's a little, tear. it resists a little bit. Mm-hmm. A little stickier than the usual. You know, the other stuff is um, like a cellophane. It just kind of crumbles immediately. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this has a bit more um, stickiness, a bit more texture to it. Um 
It's almost a sweet, isn't it? And as it? you start chewing it, it sort of gets a little bit rubbery, kind of chewy. Mm-hmm. Mm. This is very sweet. This yeah. is sweeter than I expected. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's, um, um, I really love the, this flavor because it was the flavor that I used to eat when I was really young. Oh, yeah? Yeah, kind of in a natural flavor. When they roast these, they don't salt them, right? Oh, we salt them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so this, can, this one is unsalted. Though. This one is unsalted. Mm-hmm. That's why it's. Uh, I'm used to that very salty taste coming mm-hmm. from Kim, mm-hmm. and I always thought it was naturally occurring. But mm-hmm. I guess they salted in the process of of getting it ready, right? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. actually, when they're doing the kim, they wash it with fresh water, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. this kim doesn't taste too salty after you've kind of washed it several times. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's uh, and then here's the. You said it's the chere kim. Yeah, kind of. This is mm-hmm. the kind of stuff you get in the grocery store all yeah, the time, right? right? Uh-huh. Yeah. You can significantly in a different in a texture. That is what I'm used to. That's uh-huh. almost like a potato chip, you know. Yeah, right. It's got mm-hmm. that sort of, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been known to sit and eat one or two of these packs at a sitting just like potato chips. You know, they're mm-hmm. so snacky. Me, I can eat like, you know, maybe five sets of, you know, this game. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, not necessarily game always uh, very tough because here is another pack of game. But you can see this is uh, a way finer. You can, and, you know, it's very glossy and it's, it's a does different. That, does it taste the same or? Uh, it's a little different. I'm just going to rip a mm-hmm. tiny piece off here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people. Dinner. Yeah, that's the dinner. So people pretend to have, you know, smoother, you know, texture. Then, though it's the same dolgim, but people, you know, they mix, you know, with the different species mm. of dolgim. So they can create, you know, different uh, texture. What's that adjective you use all the time? Uh, gosuhada? Gosuhada. Gosuhada. Mm-hmm. Would that apply to the, the kim a little bit? Yeah, It's I definitely so. gosuhada. Uh-huh. Kind of nutty a little bit. Uh-huh. Got that sort of multi-layer thing going on. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. the kim that we got from the farmer. So it's in like uh, it's natural way, 100% natural way grown. Mm-hmm. A very classical Korean way method. Mm-hmm. Now when you're picking out your kim to roast or whatever... You only pick one kind, right? Like it's either cherry kim, dole kim. Do people experiment with sort of, you know, mixing and matching them at all? There's yeah. mixed, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Yep. The you next can get type sort of, of a hybrid kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. The next type of kim that we'll talk about is, yes. yeah, is yeah. that. So go ahead and introduce that one. Okay, yeah, yeah. so the next one, the, the yeah. third type of kim we actually, um, we already mentioned, you know, a few, few weeks ago, pare uh, gim. Do you remember pare when we talk about the seaweed? Yeah, it was one of the, the I, I don't remember which exactly one it was, mm-hmm. but you you had three sort of seaweed salads out. Yeah, which one so was first it? one gim, and then next uh, rough texture is pare, mm-hmm. and then... Um, was pare gim the yeah. sort of hairy one? It no. was. It was almost had a similar shape and structure to gim, but the color was a very bright green. Okay. Very pretty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think I remember that. And that's really good in, a, like, a, a salad format, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. with a vinegar. Mm-hmm. Your and favorite. so <laughs> you know me very well. I love that. I wish you would bring me, like, a bucket of that. Um, so uh, do you have that here in the studio? or No. Okay. No parekim, sorry. No parekim. Uh-huh. All right. But when you roast it, what does it turn out to be? Well, when you make it into the the sheets, um, it has this very kind of crispy texture and aroma when mm. roasted. Um, and uh, I, I personally like paregim. Um, 
although actually the the farmers that we met, the seed farmers, <laughs> were all saying that parégame is not that great. Like, why do you like that? Mm. So I guess my tastes are kind of <laughs> a little But plebeian. it has a very unique, you know, texture and aroma when it is roasted. I didn't realize that texture varied so differently between these different types of kim. Is there anything in the production process that will affect, you know, kim, like the amount of time you roast it or The last you... one. Yeah. The last one, kimbap kim. Kimbap kim. Yeah, kimbap kim is um, um, is mostly made of tamgim uh, for vira tenera, <laughs> which is longer and softer. Mm. But in order to uh, because when you roll the kimbap, always we say yopguri tozinda, like in the kimbap, you know, tear off you know the side and then the inside the stuffing comes out. So to prevent you know the 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 tearing part, kimbap uh, kim is made. Uh, um, uh, to make, you know, thicker. So they make, you know, several layers when they dry. Okay. So they change it. You know, ah, uh, okay. So, the, yeah, that makes good sense because you have to cut kimbap and have it come in those little discs mm-hmm. uh, and you don't want that to be, to rip unevenly or you don't want the right. kimbap, if you're eating right. it like a tube, you don't want it to fall apart in your mm-hmm. hands. So they make it tougher. They make it multi-layers. Yes. This is more of an industrial process, it yes, sounds yes. like. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not, not mm-hmm. sort of an artisanal. Mm-hmm. So the guy that's on my street, I know you haven't seen him before, but he's got this little hole in the wall shop and all day long he takes these gigantic sheets of kim and kind of holds it over a, a fire or a grill um and i'm wondering do you, would you know just from that information what kind of kim he's working with is it dol kim or i can tell kim i can tell by seeing you know dol kim hmm. and then jede kim two but, two uh, mm, main things but we'd have to probably go and check it out to hmm. see what he's doing i we're not yeah, yeah. It's one of the things I kind of like about my neighborhood is that there's still those little traditional shops. It blows my mind that a a guy can earn his living in modern day Seoul just by you Does know roasting kim all day. Oh, I don't dry. see it hanging up. I think he gets it dried and then roasts it. Is that possible? I don't think he dries. I think he's roasting. He's just roasting. Yeah, because yeah, it's a very small shop. And I wonder, and what is that guy doing? Is he drying clothes or something? No. And then I saw a c- close-up. He's taking these giant sheets of Kim. And he putting... has a litter machine, right? Yeah. It's a roasting machine. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a little, you know, barbecue yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, he's, he's roasting Kim. So he hand-roasts every single sheet? Uh, I kind of think so. Wow. Yeah. They're yep. big sheets. And then I think they get cut down into sheets about uh, the size of a, a textbook, like the ones you brought me. Oh, we we have to check it out. Yeah, I, check this um, out. I invite yeah. you to my neighborhood, uh, mm-hmm. but you're going to need to make me some of that seafood, seafood salad or seaweed salad when you okay. come. Okay, that's yeah. the cost. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, so, kimbap, uh, you use the tougher kind of industrial multi-layer kim, and you guys said you went to a, a kim farm down in where, Wando? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a village near Wando called Kogumyan, and the farmer and his wife were these people in their 70s. They were just the nicest people. Um, he showed us how he grows kim. Basically, they drive bamboo poles into the ocean, string up nets between the poles, and they grow the kim on the nets in the water. Cool. Mm-hmm. And do they have, uh, this is all a hand labor process or uh, it sounds very laborious. Is there, are, are there not uh, sort of automation um, but, that can help them? But these days, you know, they have a lot of machinery to help with the labor. But back in the day, you know, this was extremely cold and difficult work. And here's what the farmer, Mr. Park myung had to say. Of course, people drove the poles in one by one, secure and straight, into the sea. We put our hearts into this work. I mean, the whole family would go out and work together. If you asked old folks from long ago how much it takes to make one sheet of kim, 
they'd say you have to work on the game 99 times. Someone would have to work that game 99 times before you could put a piece of it in your mouth. When they're talking about working the kim 99 times, what does that mean to work the kim? Well, I think the literal translation from Korean is like your hand must go into it 99 times. So just think about all the steps from like, you know, you know, putting the poles in the water to like, you know, growing the kim, harvesting the kim, washing the kim, drying the kim. So the kim is cultivated kim. You're not just dragging a net randomly through the ocean and getting seaweed. You're growing it on these lines in the ocean, Mm -hmm. almost like a clothesline underwater. Yes, exactly. Okay. Uh Mm -hmm. All right. Yep. I wondered how that worked. Yeah, this this particular method um, that he uses is called right tijushik. Is that right? Yeah, that's tijushik, uh-huh. mm-hmm. which is like the natural way of using poles, like that were kind of driven down into the seabed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they hoist up these clothesline with giant sheets of cultivated kim on there. Uh, they work it ninety nine times, which I presume they're flattening it with their hands and that kind of thing, right? Well, not quite. I think quite. you know, yeah. I think you know, putting the poles in the sea and then you know harvesting, and then they have to like long time ago. You know, these days our machines are doing, but oh. they had to chop it uh, by hand. I see. Uh huh. And. Uh, uh, spread out on the sheet and then dry and then, you know, take it out and then, you know, chop it again. Oh, okay. Things like that. And also the farmer said they had to carry all the heavy bag of, you know, gim yeah. on foot. When that is not uh-huh. yet dried out, that's got to be heavy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We amazing. carried a bag of You oh carried my God. wet kim back? We did. Yeah. On your oh back? Or? Well, in a bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It so, was amazingly heavy. Yeah. And then the farmers, they harvest it, but are they also the ones that dry it out? Um, depends. Some pe- some farmers do. Some farmers like send it off to a factory. You know, not elsewhere. these days because oh. the farmer also said these days you know, the air is very polluted. So it is even you know cleaner and sanitary wise. You know, okay. it is better to dry in the uh, facilities. So if I want these gigantic sheets, let's say I'm a kimbap store and I want or whatever, I want these gigantic sheets of kim. Do I go to a fish market like Noryangjin or something like that, or how do I go at the wholesale level to uh, to get kim? Well, I'm, I'm not sure about in just ordinary people being able to buy right. like wholesale amounts of kim. Well, uh, you're mm. just in terms of deconstructing the industry. Uh-huh. You know, you're talking about harvesting it, drying it, and then how does it move to, to on the oh, market? Oh, okay. The auction. We went to the kim auction, and then the boat harvested from the sea with a machine. There was a special boat to harvest it, and comes to the sea, and the boat as a boat they do the auction so there is a big pot crane and you know they all the machine to carry those got it to uh-huh. the factory time uh-huh. is catching up with us but if i want to go kim shopping what qualities do i look for in kim okay good quality kim is glossy and doesn't contain any impurities uh when you eat a piece of uh it has a very fresh flavor uh and you know a very fresh smells mm-hmm. that is our local eats for today, WBURIKitchen.com, BootyKitchen.com. That'll wrap the show. Thanks to both of you. We're produced by Christina Saw, associate production by Jamie Lee. GP1 is our writer. I'm Kurt Asian. Tune in tomorrow. We'll have Culture Pulse and TOS on TBS. We'll see you then.